Welcome to another gathering of the Gold Key Adventurers Society. Have a seat by the fire as we prepare to help you unlock the secrets of the travel life. From theme park thrills to Purple Mountain's majesty, we want to see it all and do it all, and we want to help you do the same. We all have those bucket list trips, once in a lifetime destinations that we'll get to someday. We're here to help you make your travel dreams a reality. Buy the ticket, take the trip. Where do you want to go? Come on, come on, come on, now tell me what's on your bucket list. Okay, hey, okay, hey. It's a beautiful day. Okay, hey, okay, hey. It's a beautiful day. Love it. Dan and Jeff are in the studio to talk about some of the big picture things we love about Disney World. But first, travel news, including huggable characters at Walt Disney World. It's okay to cruise and visit the White House again. And Food and Wine Fest returns to Epcot this July. Grab some snacks and get ready for a festival. It's time to hit the trail with the Gold Key Adventurer Society. Welcome back to another meeting of the Gold Key Adventurer Society. My name is Dan Leonard. And joining me this week in the studio is, well, uh, hi there, Jeff. Oh, thank you for the wonderful warm welcome. <laughs> you seem stoked that I'm the only one here. I can't wait to really get into it. Just have some bro time here. Yeah, yeah. A little nice, yeah. nice male bondage, uh, bonding moment. We can. <laughs> That's have. right. Yeah, actually, there's not that testosterone in there. Testosterone. Tornaco. Well, our show, as always, is brought to you by Key to the World Travel. Key to the World Travel is a full-service travel agency specializing in theme parks, cruising, and destinations around the world. Head to www.keytotheworldtravel.com for more details and a no-obligation quote on the vacation of a lifetime. Well, I thought it would be a good idea after all that doom and gloomery that we were talking about a couple of weeks ago. Maybe take a look at the flip side of all of that and think about some of the things that we love about the parks. But first, we got some real choice travel news coming in hot, starting with just a couple short weeks from now, you're going to be able to get up and up close and personal with all your favorite characters again at the theme parks. This is huge news for everybody with little kids. Yes. And creepy dads also. (laughs) I feel attacked. (laughs) <laughs> I, I, I directed none of that to your direction, but uh, starting April 18th, the Disney has announced that, well, actually they said in their official announcement as early as April 18th, so they're giving themselves some wiggle room there. You'll be able to get up close and personal. They're very specifically talking about hugging your, all, your favorite characters, but basically... So no handies still. Well... I think you have to negotiate that Ah. at the point of sale. Yeah, so you'll be able to get up close and personal during the character meet and greets the way you used to do. They'll be signing autographs also as well. I know a lot of people just collecting the old John Hancocks in there. Yeah, my kiddo loved that. He's got two big uh, of those autograph books filled with uh, autographs and stamps from the characters. He loves that. Yeah, I've got mine from 1994, 1995 still. Somewhere. Nerd. With the Ninja Turtles in it. Roger Did Rabbit. they use the big oversized clunk clunk stamp? Yeah, they had the I love stamp. that. <laughs> My hands are too big. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I guess and that, that means goes... they're going to do a gradual rollout, maybe. Some attraction or some characters will be back up sooner than others. Maybe starting the... Yeah, I would guess because of that very 
interesting wording of as early as. Mm. And that's not just for a Disney World and Disneyland. That also goes for Disney Cruise Line and Aulani are all going to have the characters back. Excellent. I'm hoping that they bring back the character interactions and also keep the keep some of the wandering characters out in the field kind of thing that they've been doing. Me too. I was just saying that when I was I was there with my brother who hadn't been in years last week. And he, well, actually earlier this week, and he said uh, that he really liked it. He didn't remember the characters wandering and just appearing places like that. And I said, no, it used to be a big production. You had to wait in a line and go into a building and there was a set and yada. And this, I like that so much better. There's no waiting. You can just grab a quick selfie and leave. You don't feel like that one weird 50 year old waiting in a line with <laughs> a bunch of children. Yeah. I don't know. I, I, I hope they'll figure out a way to do both. Yes, I agree. Yeah, it's, you get some fun, interesting interactions when they're out and noticing people, and mm-hmm. it gives you a little more space to do things. And and I'm never, almost never, going to commit to just going in and standing in line to see Sorcerer Mickey or whatever in a set, in a line, in a building. But I will, I'll make my way up front and facepalm a few kids out of my way to <laughs> get a selfie with a character. So I hope they'll keep it. One thing I'm interested in, too, is like right before everything shut down and they got rid of these the meet and greets as we knew them, they had all of that money that they put into those super fancy talking Mickey Mouse heads mm-hmm. developing like next gen character technology. I wonder if that's going to start back up and start seeing those things again, too. I hope so. It seemed like they were back and forth on whether that was going to be a thing. Also, they were having some issues with some handsy guests, too. I hope they can figure that out for the safety of the face actors there yeah i know they had already modified some princess costumes Mm -hmm. what did they do for goofy and daisy are they protecting those characters the same way as they were ariel well they didn't have to ask what somebody was wearing if they feel like they've been assaulted Gosh, you're going to notice a, uh, a thematic through line to our news uh stories this week they're all pretty Pretty well, positive. Yeah, pretty positive and pretty well connected because the next story, we're, we're, we're all just moving away from this pandemic. The CDC has lifted its risk advisory for cruise travel starting now, starting immediately. Has uh, that cruise travel no longer carries a COVID 19 risk warning from the CV- CDC? Well, this doesn't mean that there's no risk of COVID 19 transmission on cruises. Travelers are responsible to make their own assessment when choosing to travel on a cruise ship. What? You mean Weird. grown folks can make their own minds up? How <laughs> novel. We have to be responsible for ourselves now, though. That's asking a lot of some people. Mm, I guess uh, they say they. They just dropped it right away. So I don't think anybody was really noticing if that was, it was just a stigma that was further keeping people away from the business. As as someone that likes booking travel, I would like for that stigma to be gone. But I think masks are starting to go away and all that stuff. So cruising's getting better and better. And I'm glad I'm here for it, as the young people say. Yeah, I think. And, and I wouldn't be surprised if in a few short weeks we see some stuff about masks also, since they decided to only extend it by a month last time. Mm-hmm. Speaking of things that are opening back up, the White House is about to be opening back up for public tours on April 15th. Oh, boy. So I've never done that. I, have you ever done that? 
No, we went to Washington DC in uh that was an eighth grade class trip, but we didn't go into the White House. We stood outside. Stood outside it, pelted it with rocks and garbage. Yeah, we stood outside, looked for the uh, for the missile launchers on the the rocket launchers on the roof, and then we did go into the Capitol. <laughs> yeah. But <laughs> I have always wanted uh, to do that too. I, I would really like to. Yeah, that would be that'd be pretty neat to see. You have to make reservations. I guess this week actually the Capitol building opened for limited tours too. So <laughs> you're not allowed to storm it, but you can make a reservation to <laughs> go in there at a predetermined time. Which that's how it was. Not that long ago, too. You do have to have, you've got to go through a member of Congress for, oh, for the White House also. You've got to set up the tour through a member of Congress. Is that always how it was? I never knew. I don't know about that. That's how the Capitol building was. It says here in the article that just like at the Capitol, uh, the White House tours are free, but you must schedule them through a member of Congress. They each have a congressional tour coordinator. And you need to make that request 21 to 90 days before your trip. Well, that's big. 21 to 90. Yeah. The tours are offered from 8 a.m. to 1230 p.m. on Fridays and Saturdays only, except for federal holidays. Well, I guess I could take a break from chastising my congressman to politely asking him for a tour. (laughs) Yeah. And then go back to chastising the congressman. Face masks will not be required, but will be available when entering the complex for those who choose to wear them. Well, I guess they dropped that right before the, what was the last uh, State of the Union address? Well, actually, it's been, they, it says uh, they, they closed it down to the publics at, at the beginning of the pandemic. They tried to bring it back in September, 2020, but that didn't last very long and they shut it back. Tours include a chance to see the China room where all of the, which is the home to all the formal dishware of former presidents, mm. as well as the state dining room where formal meals with visiting heads of state are held. I would love to do both of those. Yeah. Road trip. Sign us up. I'm sure that. <laughs> well said, Dan. I, I ran out of steam there. I had no joke <laughs> teed up, and I'm not quick enough tonight to come up with a good one. So I'm just going to say, Dan Leonard, everybody, give him a hand. <laughs> Take a bow. Well, what would you say is the ideal length for the Epcot Food and Wine Festival to run there, Jeff? Huh? Maybe four months. Approximately four months. That's about what I was thinking too. Yeah. Well, you are in luck because this year what? the Epcot International Food and Wine Festival is going to begin on July 14th. Good Lord. I thought it was and crazy. And it's going to run it until. Yeah, no kidding. Yeah. And, and it's going to run until November 19th. There we. So there used to be a little downtime between the spring one and the. Let's see. There still is. There's a few months. Uh, no, there's not that. There's like a month. Yeah, one month. Because I when know does, that. When does the uh, current flower and garden thing end? Can't it be. runs at least through the week after Father's Day because that's when we're going to be there and it's still going on. And that's June like 16th. Or 19th. <laughs> so they're closed. June for, 19th. They just don't have a festival now for one month of the year. Basically, there's going to be lots of fan favorites returning, including the Swanky Saucy Swine, oh. Appleseed Orchard, over. Which is a fun. 
Had some libations there. Uh, Hops and Barley. Earth Eats hosted by Impossible. And then uh, Corksicle will be back with their shimmering sips. Ah, yes. The glitter sippers. Yes. And they're going to do that thing again where some of the marketplace spots are going to open a few weeks later. So they're not going to all be available right at opening. Some of them have a delayed opening. So keep an eye on that schedule. I was just a few days ago on Sunday, actually, in a backstage area back behind the, let's see, what was that behind? Maybe around Germany or so. And there's just a big pad where they had all of the festival booths that weren't being used for food and wine were all parked back there oh weird it's funny looking you just drive by and they're literally just up on wheels ready to be pulled back in so they they just park uh-huh. them out there probably give them a little spray and wash action and then put yeah. them right back out i wish they would just leave them out permanently Yes, let's, let's get rid of the downtime. Let's just have. I guess I asked festival. the guy that we were with back there. I was like, "Why do they? What do they? Why don't they just leave them out?" And she said, "Well, they do change them out. There's different booths at different festivals. They're all the same stuff. Some things are always there, but then like, yeah, some but of some them, of them they just resign and and use the same booth when yeah. they switch from art." The art festival to Flower and Garden. So specifically the food ones. So not like the merch booths, but just the little food kiosks. So they had like the Greek, right. yeah. the Greece one was back there and it doesn't get used except for food and oh. wine, international food and wine. And there's a yeah. honey one that used to be out every Flower and Garden. It's not out this year. Yeah. I don't know what they did with that. Oh, interesting. I guess the honey industry didn't pay them enough to. <laughs> I don't know. You think they would. You would think they'd have that out, though, since they're... Unless it was in a different spot. It was not at the normal spot right there by Starbucks like it usually is. Well, aren't they doing construction right there? So maybe they... Maybe. Or they're getting yeah, ready I walked to around it a few times, but I really wasn't in search of the honey. That was just one I was like, oh, I didn't notice right. that little thing. That was always kind it of interesting. Yeah, I like a good meat, and it's interesting since Spike the Bee is like... Mike's huge this year with his scavenger hunt and everything. So you think they would have like his honey booth? That's Mm -hmm. where I got my silly paper honeybee antenna last time I was there. I'm a dork. I know you are. I like all the festivals. It does seem like at this point they could just, I don't know, keep it out and make them all a little bit more permanent, a little bit more cute, and just change some signs if you need to. Yeah, a lot of them are they're just basic kitchens, so just change out the menu board and whatever kitchen equipment you need. Yeah, there's none of them that are actually cooking the items, really. They're just bringing them in from some other kitchen. Yeah, they're just heating them up, and there's not many of them that are specially themed, so yeah. if they're mostly those generic cream-colored building squares. And- Quonset huts from some <laughs> <laughs> some construction site. Yeah. Ooh, it would be cool if they were actual classes. Some of the activities, a bunch of the activities are coming back again. Also for food and wine, they are going to have the, uh, what do they call their concert for that one? Mm, eat to the Beat. Eat to the Beat. Yes, Eat to the Beat will be back. They're also going to have uh, Remy's Ratatouille Hide and Squeak Scavenger Hunt. Also Emile's Fromage Montage. So Ooh. go back and eat that nasty, that weird runny liquidy cheese. <laughs> cheese. <laughs> I bet you she's stoked to hear yeah. about that. Yes. <laughs> yeah. And of course, all the merch and food you can hope for. So that's exciting. I love a good festival and 
Why not just make fall last four months? Yeah. Might as well. And then I guess the day that ends, they'll go right into Festival of the Holidays. Just about. It doesn't take them long. Wait, when does this run through? November? Uh, November 19th. <laughs> November 19th. Wow, yeah. I know. <laughs> so Festival of the Holidays, two days later. <laughs> yeah, that's a pretty safe bet. Well, unless they wait until after Thanksgiving. No. That's one that's of the holidays. <laughs> well, barely anymore. There's no money in Thanksgiving, Dan. It's an interesting statement. <laughs> <laughs> the turkey farm down the road from where I work would beg to differ. Okay, I suppose the grocery industry's making some jack. I think that means it's time for me to say... Arrivederci, everybody. Thanks for joining us. <laughs> that was a good episode, Jeff. Yeah. You did good work. <laughs> good night, everybody. <laughs> Quit while we're ahead. <laughs> Stick around, because after the commercial break, we're sharing 10 things that make us love Walt Disney World. Aww. When it comes to planning your next adventure, knowledge and preparation are always key. That's why a call to your key to the world travel vacation planner should always be at the top of your to-do list when you feel the urge to venture forth and explore the world. Key to the World Travel is an authorized Disney vacation planner, specializing in travel to Disney theme parks around the world, as well as Disney Cruise Line, Alani, and Adventures by Disney. With over 450 travel advisors who share a deep love for Disney destinations, Key to the World Travel has a wealth of knowledge and passion to help you experience all the magic with none of the work. Wherever your wanderlust is driving you, Key to the World Travel is a full-service travel agency with the expertise to get you where you want to go. So whether you're headed to Universal Studios, Hawaii, Europe, or somewhere a little farther off the beaten track, your first step should always be to visit www.keytotheworldtravel.com for a no-obligation quote. Their expert travel planners are standing by to help you with every detail of your perfect vacation. That's www.keytotheworldtravel.com or at Key to the World Travel on Facebook. Key to the World Travel, your key to a magical vacation. Well, there's a lot to love at Walt Disney World and all the Disney parks beyond the obvious cutting-edge attractions and amazing food and drink options. Sometimes it's just the little things that turn an infatuation into full-blown love. Oh. That's no less true of the theme parks or this podcast community that we've got. You mean the two of us and our full-blown love? That's right. Try not to be too explicit for the audience. For any of our tween listeners. I think our audience skews a little closer to the 35 to 50 range. I think we're good. Oh, yeah. That's probably because we're 35 to 50-ish. Yeah. Ish. Close enough. (laughs) (laughs) I know I am. Ish. (laughs) (laughs) So, uh, Jeff, what's the first thing on your list of things you love about parks? Well, this one, when we decided we were going to do this topic, I was just at, as I said earlier in the show, at Disney World last or over the last few days with my brother and his wife. She's been a couple of times. He's been once, and that was with me in 20, 
12 or 13. So he hasn't been there in a long time. So he wasn't there when they had magic bands. He wasn't there when <laughs> they had Star Wars or Toy Story or any of the stuff. So it was really cool. So my, my number one thing that I like about Disney or doing at Disney parks is just seeing people experience any of this stuff for the first time, whether it was uh, a new attraction or show or whole world or <laughs> magical <Right>. band. <laughs> it was crazy. It's just yeah. such a joy. We're used to going all the time. So nothing's like, wow, they've got these magic bands. He was just so impressed with that. Right. <laughs> yeah. It opens the door. You can pay for it. He set his credit card up and he was just like, this is so cool. I don't even have to get my wallet out. <laughs> like, well, welcome to 2012, bub. Little does he know he's playing right into the mouse's hands on that one. Yeah. But we were fortunate enough to get to do one day of a VIP tour. And that was awesome because he like didn't even know that was a thing you could do there. And so getting to get the, you don't get front of the line access, but they do take you in the lightning lane side of every line. And so we rode so many things. He got to do the one you still haven't done. <laughs> we did Rise of the Resistance. We did the Smuggler's Run. We did Rock and Roller Coaster, Tower of Terror, Slinky Dog. Twice, just all of these. A lot. He, the last time he was there was when Toy Story Mania was brand new. Oh boy! And so the technology they've got going on, like he, his mind was blown with Mickey and Minnie's Runaway Railway. He was like, "It's like two and a half D." And I said, "That's right. literally what they call this when they were advertising it." He was gobsmacked <laughs> with the whole thing. When you go in the one waterfall, and then when you come out, the same set has changed to underwater. He, just that whole someone grinning ear to ear and just blown away by the stuff, the, the little parades and the, all the stuff. It was just so cool to see him. He's he's older than I am, so he's at least in his mid-30s and, and was just grinning ear to ear like a little kid. Yeah. That, that's a favorite that's, thing. Anytime I get to go somewhere with someone new that hasn't seen something yet. That's one of the great things about having so, so many children. <laughs> I've had so many. <laughs> yeah, I've I've gotten to take so many first trips with them, and we're going to be doing Sophia's first trip in June, and I'm looking forward to that because she's a Mickey Mouse and Minnie Mouse fanatic right now, and mm -hmm. it's just going to blow her mind that she can actually. We've told her you can see the person. She doesn't understand what that means, and yeah, she 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 doesn't she, know they're going to be giant and plastic and scary. <laughs> I hope not. <laughs> I hope that's reaction. But yeah, and even that 2019 took my youngest brother, who when we went, when we were kids as a family, he was really little. So he got left behind. Was that his only grandpa. other trip? So you guys? No, this was his first one. When he was tiny, he stayed home. Oh, he didn't even get to go. I got one. you. No, yeah, he stayed home with our grandparents. So. Let, few years ago was his first trip and that was a lot of fun to, to yeah i love this. it we've taken some friends of Wyatt's before and it's just so much fun because even the ones that have been before have gone with their parents where they didn't do it right or didn't get to ride as much or stay somewhere cool so i, I love the first yeah. time experience for people yeah i thought it'd be it's neat if you did like uh foreign exchange students if you were like a disney dvc people that are there all the time and get a foreign exchange oh, student yeah. every so often and take new people 
each time because I just love that. And I'm running out of people I can take till my kid has a grandkid for me. I don't know who else I'm going to take now. Absolutely, guys. But yeah, seeing Disney through the eyes of a child uh, for the first time is that's what got me hooked. Uh, you're lucky yeah, you got one more time to see Sophia. Yeah. And how old is she? Two, three? Two. She's two. Yeah, that's going to so, be magical. So more like we'll get like two first trips out of her because we'll get this one. And then a few years, she, she'll get another first trip, which she doesn't remember. The she can ride anything. First trip. Yeah. Oh, that too. Mm-hmm. It's a fantastic experience. What do you... Well, the first thing on my list is I love that it gives me... Going to the parks gives me an opportunity to live out some of the adventures that either you see in movies or read about in books and especially read about in books. Cause here's the thing. I will be really brave here and I've got, I'm going to share something. You're going to have to cue up the Sarah McLachlan music or something because <laughs> <laughs> it's not really a disability. But, an angel. <laughs> yeah. I've got, I have not like a, a super full blown case. So there's this thing called a Fantasia where I can't, I have a film. <laughs> yeah, it's even worse than that. I have a really hard time. It's almost impossible for me to actually picture anything in my brain. Oh, wow. Um, you tell me to close my eyes and picture something? I don't. What I have is I hear my voice in my head describing something in really intricate detail. It's like I'm reading. A that book. is so interesting. Yeah. So, what a pathetic loser. <laughs> Thanks. There's a few things that I can picture, like really important memories or things that I see all the time. But other than that, it's like I hear myself describing things to myself in my head. So, like I read in, and uh, and I've always been into like adventure books, and I growing up loved reading. Now, when you're reading, do you picture the thing you're reading, or do you picture your words reading it? I don't picture it and I don't hear the, I don't picture the word. When you're reading, it's not like you're watching a movie or TV in your head. You're just saying the words. I'm just, yeah, I'm just saying the words in my brain and processing that information. Huh. That is wild. Yeah. Yeah, It's crazy. Like I'm not, yeah, it's weird. And, and, (laughs) um, well, if you'd like to donate to the, <laughs> Dan right. Leonard yeah. Aphantasia. But the cool thing is, like, like I grew up loving to read these adventure books like uh Swiss Family Robinson or Robinson Crusoe or mm-hmm. the Three Musketeers, all these things. And so I go to the parks and these worlds give me a chance to live out some of it. And and I think it's part of the reason why I especially love a lot of the rides that aren't based on movie IP that are based on more thematic things because I can, if, if I want, I love Star Wars is a bad example, but like I enjoy Toy Story Land, but it's like, You've I've seen, seen that already it on the movie screen, but some of these other adventures, it's like, I'm finally getting the, the opportunity to see it and to live it out. So I really love that opportunity, but even beyond like just my weird brain not working, like, I think it's really cool that it gives you a, an opportunity to have adventures because where it's safe and you know that you're going to come out alive, even though mm-hmm. it feels like you're in peril. It gives you a chance to fight the pirates or climb a mountain and face a monster, or go sailing down the jungle river, those things. Hear uh, bad jokes. 
<laughs> right. No, I love all that. And even if it's just a basic roller coaster, it's never just like the big red roller coaster in the park. It's the cool space shot roller coaster. You're in space or you're um, <laughs> trying to get to the Aerosmith concert. That one's a bit of a stretch, right. but it's cool. They're also yeah. themed. That, <laughs> it's a super stretch. Yeah. Oh, make it a super stretch. <laughs> Yeah, it's always a world. There's always a story, and you get to be right in the middle of it. And that's the definition of theme entertainment. But I love that so much. Mm-hmm. And are you a big fan of things like the Indiana Stunch, Indiana Jones Stunt Show, and those kinds of immersive? Yeah, type? yeah me too. Have we you went, ever been we in the show? Watched- I wish I is is I was talking to Kendra about it while we were waiting for it to start back in February, and that is one of my greatest wishes is to be called up on stage. Uh, I know how to show. get you in. I was, as we were walking in, I said, "Watch this, guys! I'm going to be in the show," and I was. You just be really big. So when they call, we were rising up over walking into the stadium just as they were calling for volunteers, and I just started going. Whoa, la, la, la. And doing jumping jacks and yelling and just being as big and loud and stupid as possible. So naturally, they just choose you. I hope they bring that back. They're not currently having volunteers because of that darn pandemic. Yeah, well, good thing the war in Ukraine has solved the pandemic issue and (laughs) things are normal again. Thanks, Putin. Yeah. No one. <laughs> it was good for something. What's next on your list? Well, I like how I have you have a little cute Wyatt still. I have a big, ugly 20 year old Wyatt. <laughs> My son, Wyatt, who you guys stole your kid's name from, is 20. And I miss my kid all the time. But when we go to Disney, we all revert back into our roles. And I love that he's just my kid again. So he's not on his phone all the time. Unless we're playing a game, we'll play heads up and things like that while we're in line. But not on his phone. There's more smiling, more laughing, more goofy jokes. We have running jokes and repeat jokes about things that have happened in the parks before. Remember when mom got pooped on by all those birds? And remember when Wyatt cried like a someone had stabbed him when a pigeon st- or a <laughs> seagull stole his churro? And those kinds of things. And we, we swim, we play in the pool. I'm throwing him around in the pool. I mean, this big 20-year-old is my kid again. And I, I love the, everybody becomes a kid again, but the, our family becomes our family again. That's probably my favorite part of it is we're not just separating and going into our rooms and whatever and we're together. We're actually like being together and having fun. Yeah, it's like it's like there's none of the pressures or responsibilities of Yeah. We had his eighteenth birthday there and he's turning eighteen and becoming an adult. So naturally we go to Disney and did the it was when it was pretty <laughs> new, we did the lightsaber building experience and he just loved that. And then he's walking around boom, 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 like he might as well have been his sixth birthday <laughs> with this two hundred dollar lightsaber or whatever. But then we had his birthday dinner at Morimoto Asia and they came out and they sang and brought him a cake and it was he might as well have been five or six years old. It was no no different. So what you're saying as my children approach their teenage years is I better work on getting some annual passes so that we can spend as much time as possible. Or something so like that. Like, if, right. No, I don't. You have a local water park or something, just getting away from your routines of everybody separating into different. That happens more and more as your kids get old. They're in their one room. Your wife's in one room. You're in another room. And just that together time. And 
kid time is is very valuable when they're older. Yeah, it's already good. <laughs> I don't know. I'm on depression. Or like well. maybe when you brought your brother a couple of years ago, like you were talking about, that, that you guys probably became more like siblings when you were kids than you had been in years. Yeah. Yeah, it was a chance for us to play and have fun like that, too. Mm-hmm. Plus, you got to see things that showed him the things that we love. Yeah, for sure. Hold me, Dan. If only I could through this cold computer screen. I'm having I'm feelings. I don't like it. <laughs> feelings are the worst. The next thing on my list was, I know that you have said this before when other people have complained about somebody putting up the Christmas tree in like September or something, but it's like people like what they like, mm-hmm. just shut up and let them like what they like. Yeah. Let and people enjoy like, things. Yeah. Yeah. Let people, let something be good. And it's like, it's the ultimate expression of that because there's like, Whatever your thing is that you like, you can be there and enjoy that thing. Yeah. And nobody else cares because they're doing their thing. Nobody's going to judge you. And like how many millions of opportunities of the weirdest little things to get into are there? It's like you can be the guy who wants to chase down every trash can mm-hmm. hunt for hunt for all the hidden Mickeys. Hidden or- Mickeys. Do pin trading or just be the thriller eyes person or whatever you like. It's okay to like it there. And Disney's done an amazing job of having a sampling at least of basically everything that people are into. Like if you're into, I don't know, plushies or whatever, I don't know, whatever thing it is or cosplay or what, it's just all there for you. The pin trading is a great thing. And the things you can collect at Disney that, oh, (laughs) somebody likes this, we'll put out 200 of them. Yeah. And Um, then variations. Oh, you like small vinyl figures of characters. We're going to make small vinyl mice that are vaguely resembling. Yes. Or this is a small vinyl figure, but we haven't painted it. It's just blank. It's the silhouette of the character. It's amazing the things you can collect. And people do. And I found myself like my brother was, he's like, what is this? And I like, people collect those. He goes, man, people will collect anything. And I like, they really will. Everybody's got something. Not maybe not everybody, but a lot of people have something they collect. Disney's figured out a way to be ninety percent of that. <laughs> right. Oh, that's why yeah, how right. it came up was my sister in law was looking for uh, one of her coworkers wanted that figment popcorn bucket that comes in and oh, then sells out right. and then comes in. Well, it was sold out, and she's like, "How do you know it sold out?" Because I, like, I don't see anybody walking around with one. Because <laughs> like, when you do, they're everywhere. The people are wearing six of them and. There was none of that. So he thought it was crazy that people would collect a popcorn bucket. And we just saw all the things. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, And yeah, so it's like the collecting, the you're into just shows, just it's, yeah. Mm -hmm. I just love that. But there's so many things to love and everybody just goes there. Just autograph collecting or character hugging, which is soon to be back. Yeah. Yeah. And no one cares. You do your thing, I'll do mine. If only we could bring a little more of that into the outside world. Yeah. Well, that kind of goes along with my number three on my list, which is seeing grownups let down their guard and be silly. You just don't see that in real life, especially it seems like in the last few years. Everyone's overly serious, overly sensitive and whatever. But people are walking around eating a turkey leg, wearing a hat that looks like a cartoon dog, and they're 
Mm-hmm. We saw groups of people. We saw a big Disney bounding group. They were all of the characters from Winnie the Pooh. And my brother didn't really notice. I said, oh, look, there's Winnie the Pooh. And he was like, oh, because of the red and yellow. I was like, look at their group. And each one of them, one was in orange, Tigger, and one was purple and blue for Eeyore. And they were doing the whole thing. And then there was uh, one of them was Christopher Robin. And he'd never heard of Disney bounding, so I got to explain that. Mm -hmm. He's like, ah, he thought that was so crazy. But these are just grown (laughs) folks that are doing it. And you see it all from people just... Doing TikTok videos. We ran into a lot of that. These grown folks that were making funny TikToks. And you could (laughs) see them. And then young people that were doing TikTok dances. They're propping up on a trash can and doing their TikTok dance and all that. And just no one bats an eye. You can't go to the mall and just be weird like that. Right. No, but you can have a thousand adults walking around in weird mouse skull caps. (laughs) That's something yes. that you know, that's something that struck me. I'm wearing the scalp. It's like <laughs> the scalp of this, this cartoon mask. The Mickey ear hats are so weird looking, mm-hmm. and you just have all these adults just walking around happily with them because it's just like, yeah, matching ears, matching outfits. You more of that? Like you don't ever mm-hmm. just go to the rodeo and see 14 family members wearing <laughs> the same outfit, and you see it right, all no. over Disney. You also see a lot of men being forced to wear some kind of Etsy shirt their wife got for them. Those are the worst. I hate the ones where they put the dad in some sort of shirt pitching about how expensive the trip is. Oh, yeah. The I'll never it's financially like, recover. And the, yeah, most, like we get she's it. got best day ever and he's got most expensive day ever. And she's got right. today can never be topped. And his shirt says, I'm going to kill myself. It's like, we get it. We know how expensive this was. You're here. You wanted to be here. Shut up. Yeah. Zip it. And start having fun and wear a goofy hat and eat a turkey leg. People. Oh, another good example is in the, uh, like the sing-along. There's a lot of really not normally out there adults in there just singing that stuff at the top of their lungs. I love it. And at the parade shows, everybody knows all these songs by heart and people are busting out in song. I I just love it. We've all become so serious and so pissed off all the time. It's great to see when people can let that go and just have fun. Yeah. It's sad that we need an excuse. You have to pay eight grand to go on vacation to (laughs) do it. I just sing around the house all day. It's a lot cheaper. Yeah, no kidding. Uh, and actually, that that leads pretty well into my next thing, because I was thinking about how it's really cool that, like you said, in this world that's so serious and everybody is so upset and people are so standoffish and don't want to talk to strangers ever. But when you're at Walt Disney World or at, at Disneyland, like people are, everybody there is your, it's so easy to just strike up a conversation with a stranger on a bus or in the park waiting in line for something i, I, I always pause for a second because like i'll overhear somebody like trying to figure something out like oh how do we get here or how do we do this thing and i'm like oh but i know because i'm a travel agent and i do this podcast thing i'm like i always pause for like should i interrupt and be like i can help and nobody cares they're thankful for the help or they just want to yeah. talk about whatever weird stuff and people will talk to you they let their guard down they really do i love it my wife is not big on starting conversation with strangers at first i think 
over the years now she's mellowed and that's more normal for her. But I will always like we're on the bus and I'm just start talking to a kid about their ears or whatever, or mm-hmm. just strike up conversations. Like you're saying, find an inn and especially at the pool and in hot tubs and like just everywhere you go, elevators. Big funny one for me is always like on a five story building ask for floor 15 when you get in and they'll be looking for it and then they start laughing and then they start as you stay blah blah i love talking to people and they're all willing to do it on these trips and and that's one reason that i know a lot of people i've heard people complain about sitting inside at trader sam's grog grotto because of how much communal, how many communal tables there are there. I love it. Likely to get sat with strangers. But the couple of times I've been there, I really enjoyed that. Yeah. Sit down, enjoy a tiki drink and talk to some people. There's everybody's interesting. If you give them a chance to talk about themselves. Yeah. And we, you you're there at Disney. So you have the common denominator. Is this your first trip? Are you DVC? We were in the, so it was my wife and I and my brother and his wife. And we were in uh, the pool, which got really cold. As soon as the sun went down, we're like, whoa, it's freezing. So we went Mm -hmm. to get in the hot tub and there was a group of tweens that were in there. And so everybody's sitting there miserable. And then as soon as those loud tweens and the splashing left, and they they were being nice. They were just loud, and there was a lot of them. They got out. There was our little group, and then two other groups of adults that were in this big hot tub. Immediately, everybody starts talking like, hey, so how long have you been here? And how do you like the hotel? Have you stayed here before? And then we found out, like, this one couple was going to be there 10 days, and they're doing the new spring Disney run. and. All that it just leads to all these great conversations that you just don't have in the normal world. Yeah, yeah. And I like I people. That. I still, I'm my wife doesn't love it, but I do act that way in the normal world too. I'll talk to a lamppost, as she says, <laughs> <laughs> just to just to keep in practice. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I find other people in their lives interesting. My next thing on my list, number four, for those keeping count, calories do not count when you're at Disney World. My brother was not yet hipped to this idea. So when we were there this week, he thought it odd that I had five meals, four snacks, and 12 beers by seven o'clock. But that's just a thing. Like, nowhere in my normal life would I be like, Washing down a Starbucks while I'm like, would you like a pretzel the size of your head? Do you want to split that with me? Let's do it. And then like, ooh, now for something sweet and getting a Dole Whip or another kind of treat. Just a, whatever, a meat snack, a, this thing. And it, <laughs> I just don't, in my normal life, I don't drink during the day or during the week typically, but I'll just eat and drink and whatever on these trips. And I don't have to drive because I'm riding monorails and buses and I love it. And the eating thing is just, there's so much good stuff to eat everywhere you look and so many ways to satiate my, my habits. <laughs> You're walking enough that it takes care of most of that. You make up for it later. Yeah, last week we were averaging like 14 miles a day. Yeah, that's about what we did, I think, in February. Which in my normal life, I average about a quarter of a mile a day. But I swear, I've been that's there a thousand times and I just, 
This week tried something again I'd never tried before, the Violet Saki at Epcot oh, nice. in the Japan Pavilion. That thing is delicious. Yeah, so good. Uh, not convinced there's any sake in it, but it tastes really good. <laughs> <laughs> they waved it in the direction of a, of a sake bottle and called it good. My brother's a real health, not a health nut, but he's a pretty healthy eater and very active, very exercisey, and he was not feeling the snacks, but I felt a little bit weird for eating so much, but whatever. I'm having my vacation. Yeah. You have yours, like we said. Yeah. That's right. It's Are you guys place. snackers when you're there? Yeah. As a matter of fact, sometimes it's like if you snack regu- constantly enough, then you don't need to waste time sitting down for a full bone meal. Yeah, I like to have one like true meal in a day, and then the rest of the yeah. time it's just weird snacks. Yeah, you grab grab a snack here, grab a snack there. It's one thing I really miss about the dining plan not being there anymore is that <laughs> like I've got all these snack credits. I just right. want to use them. And then I would leave with a suitcase full of Goofy's kitchen snack. I wonder how poor old Goofy's doing these days with nobody trading in their snack, their leftover. They've shut down Reds. Goofy's factory. He's on the streets. Oof. You don't want to know what he's got to do to make it by. <laughs> Gorsh. <laughs> I've seen those new Mickey Mouse cartoons. <laughs> yeah, we kind of. <laughs> Crack Goofy. Are... Yeah. We definitely approach approach the parks the same way, especially like this last trip where we didn't have kids. We're like, it's time to YOLO. We're we're eating everything we want to eat. We're drinking everything we want to drink. There's mm-hmm. no, it was a, it was a fun trip that way. Worry about it's it. a lot easier to try a bunch of snacks when you're not paying for five to seven of them too. That too, that too. That's good. Well, my number four is I just really like looking at some of the the small details in the theming around the different lands. And like, there's so much stuff that just seems, they go to a point where it's unnecessary, really, some of the stuff they do, but it's totally necessary because you're not supposed to pay attention to it. But if you didn't have that layer of texture or or detail, it wouldn't feel mm-hmm. quite as real. And it's even in the older lands and attractions. I'm not just talking about like Star Wars land. Pandora. Pandora, but like look around the queue of the Jungle Cruise. That's That's, Jungle Cruise is the greatest queue. Oh yeah. There's all these there's all these shipping, all the crates have these shipping labels that are going to crazy, funny, punny places and people. Yeah. And there's clipboards and notices pasted on the wall and all the stuff that if you take a time to read all these signs that they put there really get this really rich story it's all there yeah it's unnecessary but it's just wonderful yeah so to the casual observer if you just want to walk through the line and get on the ride you can or go to the bar like we were in jock Lindsay's hangar bar that place Mm -hmm. is so full of Oh, yeah. So many cool things from the SEA lore, Society of Adventurers and Adventurers, to references to all the Indiana Jones stuff, and even the the Holy Grail makes an appearance there. Just Mm -hmm. all that little stuff. And this is just in a bar. Like, 90% of the people that go in there aren't ever going to notice any of this. Yeah, exactly. They even do that in the shops. Like, back to Adventureland, some of the shops in Adventureland had crates and stuff lining the walls and it's just it's there they've put so much there and written so much crazy story detail that 
if you look for it. Like, Sometimes it the story is a bit like, really? Did Disney Springs need a story? It's a mall. Come on. Oh, and, and the way that it just kept growing from what it used to be. It's insane at this point. The yeah. Story there. Or the backstory of the Port Orleans resorts is. Oh, I don't think I even know of that one. Uh, it's it's we'll have to do a show about it there's mardi gras write that down that's a good show ideas all the backstories oh yeah we could do whole episodes about various backstories of things but there's there's an old story from the opening of disneyland where i think it's on the columbia the the sailing ship and they had that built at an actual shipyard it's like an actual legit sailing ship that they could call ship that they could take out on Mm -hmm. vacation and it was really important to Walt, like when they christened it at Disneyland, that or when they raised the mass, they had to put silver dollar under there because, as like tradition, is put a coin under. Oh, I had no idea. And they're like, Walt, it doesn't like. Is it really that important? Nobody's going to know it's there. It's like, yeah, but it needs to be there. But Walt because, knew, and that's how you build a ship. So that coin needs to be under that mask because yeah. otherwise it's not real and he approached a lot of a lot of that early planning of various attractions like we talked about how he insisted on having live orchids on that one tree in the jungle cruise yeah for 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 nobody's it did nobody any good other than he knew that they were real orchids and it made it more realistic or whatever well and then you go that's still uphold when you go to disneyland and you see the in the Avengers campus, there's so much crazy stuff hidden in there, written about there, the lore and the whole storyline. They could have just said, like, here's a Spider-Man ride, and like Universal did. It's just like, Hulk, Spider-Man, <laughs> whatever, just throwing spaghetti at the wall. But they at least made it one cohesive thing with a storyline and crazy detail. There's blast marks, and it's just wild the level of detail stuff even today when bob cheapak as everybody says is running things it's still just the imagineers are pretty incredible yeah and it really makes a difference too between like like look at frontierland and walt disney world compared to you go to a six flags or a cedar point or something in yeah, like skillet village tend to have like an old-timey wild west area but they're not it's not the same. It just Mm-mm. doesn't have that feel. So. That's a good one, Dan. What's your number five? I'm not going to tell you. I'm going to let you know. Uh, <laughs> my favorite thing, not my favorite thing, among my favorite things is uh, when I start getting tired, you guys go ride that one thing. I'm going to find a shady spot and just sit and watch people go by. That is, I love that at a mall or anywhere else, but Disney is like world-class, second-to-none people <laughs> watching. You see humanity <clears throat> at their best. You and know, the worst. These multi-generational families that are there, like <clears throat> maybe it was dying grandma's last wish to see Disney or whatever, and they're pushing her around in a wheelchair. Or you just see the worst in people, and some bad dad who's blathering about the lines and the heat. But what I like to do is uh, try to (laughs) 
figure out what the what is these what are these people? Did they adopt this child or have they kidnapped this child or <laughs> whatever it is? Are these people on their honeymoon? Or I make up a backstory for all the people and I'm just watching them and figure trying to figure out what's their sitch. But you see the funniest stuff go by in the parks. I just love that. Yeah. Well, you get the the benefit of, for some reason, people, even though they're in the middle of a crowd of tens of thousands, they forget that there's anybody else around mm-hmm. them. There's like this weird personal bubble that goes up around you in the middle of those crowds. And so you do get to see them with their guard down. Yeah. And you'll see people doing the weirdest things, too, just like, especially at Disney. This is like my earlier one where people just act silly. So everybody be walking by. There's just some kid just flailing his arms or flapping around. Or there's, The mad dad is always my favorite thing. <laughs> Dads are pack mules. They're carrying everybody's backpacks and whatever. I don't know. I just, I love the whole thing. Just watching the world go by. Yeah, that's why I wish there were more shady benches. I know they don't want that because I should be out spending money. But Mm -hmm. yeah, there should be more benches. Have you ever seen that YouTube channel? I think it's from. It might be from the Diz, or I can't remember one of the other. They're dead to be. One of the other sites has a YouTube channel that they they go to. they're trying to do one for every single bench in every park and they just sit down and let the camera roll for like oh. an hour and a half. So the Dude. video will just be like an hour and a half from this bench looking out across the rivers of America to Tom Sawyer Island or something. And you see the people going by on the boardwalk and every so many minutes, the steamship goes by and you can watch All the right. people on the islands. I need to check that out. In fact, I'm going to rip it off. I'm starting a new a new vlog called Strictly for My Benches. <laughs> See, you've got that going for you that they don't have. They don't have they don't have the puns. Yeah. <laughs> That's all I've got. <laughs> hey, I've got a camera and a oh, tripod. Yeah. I can make that happen. Yeah. There you go. Are you a people watcher? Sometimes, but I don't take as much downtime. It's like our trips are fewer and farther between and I get caught up in the not necessarily rushing from here to there, but I guess maybe I'm just too caught up in my own experience to yeah. sit and watch other people doing it. But I get it, but not at the theme parks. I'm not so much of a people watcher. Well, you'll just have to go to a mall and sit there and look at people. Get there early and critique the elderly mall walkers doing their laps. <laughs> hey, I am that guy. <laughs> I'm not, but I swear I get it. They get to walk and it's air conditioned and then they can get a Wetzel's pretzel after their lap. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Replenish all that sodium. I like it. Yeah. It's good. What's your last one? Well, mine is kind of a follows on from my previous one about all of the detail, but is finding all the things that you're supposed to touch or do something with. Of the theme parks, not of myself. Oh, this okay. isn't a, are you there? Guys? I was like, no, <laughs> you're going to get kicked out of the parks for that, bud. <laughs> this isn't a coming of age story. I'm talking about like, <laughs> there's, there's some really, there's some bigger, really well-known ones. Like, I think at this point, most people know about lifting up 
doormat at Muppets 3D to find the key that was left by the by the person who's supposed to be tending the ticket office who went on a break or some of the things in the queues that you can touch and play with. Or there's the rope at the Indiana Jones that goes down into the into the well and if you pull it, it falls down. Sound effects of play, stuff like that. Yeah, I love but that stuff. Yeah, and there's tiny, there's little small details everywhere that you're supposed to touch or at least explore or the phone booths at uh epcot yeah at epcot or well i i guess it's not there anymore but when the hat shop used to be the actual hat shop there's that telephone on the wall on main street usa sorry before they expanded the uh, candy shop yeah um there's a telephone on the wall that Confectionery, that's the word we're looking for. That you could pick up and you could listen in because there's a party line phone. So you could listen in on conversations, citizens on Main Street USA. Yeah, I love that stuff. There's stuff like that. And even things like like some of the fountains that are interactive or that you can play in and things like that. Yeah, one of my son's favorite things at the first trip we ever took was at Epcot by the Imagination Pavilion, the fountains that shoot from one basin to the next and they go right over your head. So he would try to catch it or... Whatever, like that's all that stuff. Just extra, right? For some reason, we've never taken the kids up there, and so I'm really excited to show all of them the jumping fountains there at Imagination this summer. I think they'll like that a lot. It'd be fun to tell them that it's like acid, and it'll melt their flesh if it touches <laughs> them, so they have to avoid it. Yeah, they'll totally buy that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then oh, you could tell them that, and it'd be a, like a fun game where they avoid getting hit, and then you could just catch one and do a whole dramatic thing. <laughs> <laughs> Go on without me. Leave me. Yeah. And then I get a nice quiet <laughs> afternoon yeah, as they right. abandon their yeah, deceased right. father. Save yourselves! <laughs> uh. <laughs> I'm writhing in agony, and <laughs> they go on to Ratatouille or whatever. Yeah, well, They really took the whole interactive thing to the next level when they added the cues, interactive feature into the cues, like at uh, Seven Dwarfs Mine Train, Haunted Mansion, all those that were not just accidentally interactive, but perfect, perf- purposely interactive as well. Yeah, I w- and I wish that they would have continued on with that like they had planned on and that they had kept... M- done a better job of maintaining the ones that they put in Mm -hmm. and like big thunder mountain has a whole bunch that were supposed to do things that affected the ride and then they just like never hooked them up or something oh yeah there's a bunch of dynamite boxes like the plungers that you see in a cartoon where you push the handle down and set off the dynamite that was supposed to set off like water blasts out on the track so you could try to set off the yeah yeah, but you can sit there and you can play with those handles, but they don't do anything anymore. Hmm. So I don't know if they ever did or. I don't think so. Yeah, they had planned on having those be interactive with the ride. And there was supposed to, and that was part of something that was supposed to, with Magic Bands too, was they were supposed yep. to do a lot more of. So far, the only thing I know about Magic Bands really affecting is the cue for Rock and Roller Coaster. It'll put your name on one of those. Concert or album covers or concert poster or whatever. And then in uh, Small World, it'll put Small your name World, up yeah, when you sing Bienvenue, Jeff Williams. <laughs> <laughs> Mine never works. My name never shows up. Does yours ever work on E.T.? Goodbye. Yeah. Dan. <laughs> <laughs> I love E.T. I know you do. So much. 
I'm so happy they brought back him saying everybody's name. A lot of these are just take time to stop and smell the amazing roses at Disney. Like people, yeah. well, especially the little detail stuff. Everybody's like, run, run, get to the next attraction and whatever. And there's your kids really will thank you for it if you take a minute to wear a dumb hat or play in a fountain <laughs> or push all the buttons on a thing or whatever because they don't know there's 14 rides they didn't get to they don't care they're just enjoying your company and making new memories yeah yeah that's what they want it's it feels like that's what we say like every other episode it's like yeah, last episode. <laughs> calm down and have a good vacation yeah slow down take some time to enjoy all the other stuff that's not running to a ride and do what your kids want to do mm-hmm. and you'll have a lot more fun too yeah even if you're there without your kids take the time to check out some of this other stuff and yeah there's just so much going on there if you just take a pause and look around yourself and so many people to make fun of too it's not all rainbows and sunshine. I'm also snarky and make fun of all the people around me. Oh, yeah. There's, there's definitely some people who are deserving of that. But they're still your friends. And they host this <laughs> show. <laughs> That's true. Well, thanks for hanging out with us again this week. No problem, Dan. Enjoy. Oh, did you meant the audience. In this case, yes, but also you personally, Jeff. Uh, If you're excited to fall in love with the Disney theme parks all over again, Key to the World Travel has a Florida vacation kingdom full of expert travel planners ready to make your vacation dreams a reality. Head to www.keytotheworldtravel.com to get started with a no-obligation quote. Don't forget to catch up with our friend, the theme park professor, for all the latest theme park news and tips at www.themeparkprofessor.com. Word of mouth is the best way to help us grow our show. If you have a friend or two who you think would appreciate our special brand of globetrotting jackassery, tell them what makes our show so great and send them our way. You can find links to subscribe to the show on your favorite apps and all the latest updates at www.goldkeyadventures.com. To ask a question or share your travel story, you can reach us by smoke signal, carrier pigeon, or send an email to goldkeyadventurers at gmail.com. And make sure you follow the Gold Key Adventure Society on Facebook and Instagram. A huge thanks to our sponsor, Key to the World Travel. For all your travel planning needs, visit www.keytotheworldtravel.com for a free quote and help planning the trip of a lifetime. Tell them the gold Key Adventurers sent you. That's www.keytotheworldtravel.com. Key to the World Travel, your key to a magical vacation. Thanks to Outer Vibe for the use of their song Hoka Hey for the intro and outro of our show. Find them on Facebook at The Outer Vibe or check out www.outervibe.com for tour dates, music, merch, and more. We'll see you next week for another meeting of the Gold Key Adventure Society. And until then, remember, life is short and the world is wide. So go have an adventure.